welcome to the Writer's Corner live show. Here on the Writer's Corner live show, we connect authors to each other and we also help readers find new authors to love. You probably already have your favorite type of book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, but you never know. We may just introduce you to your new favorite genre to love or help you discover some books that you that doesn't fit into any of the particular genres you may know. You will meet seasoned as well as new and aspiring authors. And when you meet our seasoned authors, they will even share their tips and tricks of how to go publishing the first time. On the Writer's Corner live show, you get to hear the backstories straight from the horse's mouth, so to speak. And with me today is my co-host, Mary E. Jackson, and if you don't know who I am, I am Brigetti Limbander, host and also the producer of the show. Mary, welcome to the show today. <laughs> welcome, Brigetti. Nice to be here. I am so glad we have this show together. Um, you know, we've, we're having so much fun with it, and we're able to provide a platform for authors of all different kinds of genres and just backgrounds and things and and let them be able to come on and talk about themselves and their books and so it's been really a, a very exciting journey um for those of you out there who might be interested in live streaming Virgetti does uh produce these shows so you can contact her if you're interested in trying it out or have a show idea. Um, and I am a children's author. I have the Perfectly Precious Foolicious series. Um, and it can be found on Amazon and Barnes and Noble online and Walmart online and Goodreads and BookBub. And we've been writing empowering books for kids. I'm also an advocate for special needs and disabilities. And then Bergetti and I co-host the show together. We are getting ready to add a new show. We're not sure when, but it's in the works, isn't it? Yes, it absolutely is. And today's guest is Kristen L. Jackson. Yes. And we're looking forward to hear her backstory. So Kristen has been in the teaching profession for over 20 years. She lives in Reading, Pennsylvania with her husband. She's got two grown sons and she loves large breed dogs, she says. She loves anything that's that has to do with, with writing. And she says that becoming an author was like a dream come true. And she loves reading stories to people. I wonder if we could get her to read maybe a piece out of her book mm. if she's got it handy. Shall we ask her? Yes, It's absolutely. always nice when we get an author to kind of just read a paragraph or two from their book. So it'll be absolutely fabulous if she can do that. Um, shall we bring her on the show? Let's go for it. She's waited long enough. I... I think so. Let's let's bring her on. And just like that, we are going to say welcome to Kristen. Hello. How are you? Hi, Brigetti. Hi, Mary. It's Hi. so nice to be here finally yeah. talking to you guys. Um, I want to say thank you guys for doing this show and putting a spotlight on writers. Um, I think it's a wonderful thing you're doing. Oh, thank you. Well, we do too. We're really excited about it and it's really taking off and we, we're, we're booked out through, oh my gosh, February, March, April next year. So we're super excited about that. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it is absolutely amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of taken off and, you know, we'll do it as long as we can, as long as we have authors that want to come on and, 
you know, keep bringing them back when they have new books published. And, you know, we're just all having a really good time with this. And, and you know what, yours will probably go down in the history is maybe, <laughs> I, I'm not even sure what it's going to go down in our history books for. So, but it has been very challenging for some reason to get this right with you. And, and it's because you're special. It just means that you're extra special and you're going to sell a million books and people will see you, you know, they'll just go, oh yeah, there's Kristen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we all have worked really okay, hard so you to get this one done. Yeah. so your book is called keeper of the watch yes um what is keeper of the watch all about and who is that story or the book geared for what kind of audience is this going to uh be an attention grabber for this is a young adult um, sci science fiction fantasy novel. Um, and the main character in the story is Chase Walker, who has just turned 18. And, and a, lot of, a, lot, a lot of things have happened in his life. Uh, he graduates from high school. He has his 18th birthday. And the uncle who raised him passes away very unexpectedly. Um, while he's going through his uncle's belongings, he finds this watch. It's just an old beat up watch in his uncle's safe um, and wonders why it was there. And he feels a an instant connection to the watch, but has no idea why. Um, so he kind of struggles with it. He puts it away and the watch keeps kind of calling to him um, until he can't ignore it anymore. Um, some other people come into the picture. They're the hunters who are looking to um, get all of the watches. There are there there when the watches came into existence, there were twelve of them. But when we come into the story, there are three left because the hunters have destroyed the rest of them. Um, so and, and then uh, another uh, another person comes into the story, Alex, and she's from another dimension. Um, and she has been raised knowing all about the watches. And she answers a lot of questions he has. If Chase decides to put the watch on, it will allow him to travel to other dimensions. There are 12 other dimensions that he can travel to um, all within the year of his 18th year. So each month he will hop to a new dimension if he chooses to connect with the watch. So that's kind of the storyline. So I believe Keeper of the Watch is kind of part of a Dimension 7 series. Is that right? Well, they're jumping to Dimension 7 in book one. Um, so it's the Keeper of the Watch series, and each each book would be a different dimension. So, yeah. And how, ah. many, how many dimensions did you say? There are 12 dimensions. I'm okay. not sure if I'm going to make it a 12 book series. I think some dimensions I can condense in like two into one book. So, so we'll just see how it goes. I'm almost finished writing the sequel. Um, and I'm really excited to get that finished. That's, that's actually what my plan is for the rest of t today after our interview is to get some writing done. <laughs> oh, yes, I know. I've got to do the same thing. So, hey, tell us where, uh, what was the release date again on the book? It was February 1st, 2018. Okay. okay. All right. So, and, um, you know, Christmas is coming up. Uh, uh -huh. There's birthdays always. And, you know, uh, before we get off today, we'll let you let everybody know where they can go to buy the book. Okay, um, nice. You know, and if you have any giveaways going on or specials or anything like that, you know, are coming up, you can let people know to kind of look out for that, you know, where okay. they can find you. And um, awesome. so- so touch base with everyone um, a little bit, uh, let everybody know what, where, 
because I like this part, story, uh, part <laughs> of the story, but were, were you write or were you like to write, you know? Um, I love, we, we have a little, just a tiny cabin in the Pocono Mountains of Pennsylvania. Um, it's just a very, very scenic place, uh, lots of woods and mountains. Um, it's a really beautiful time of year right now. Well, actually, it's it's really nice in the fall with all the colors. But right now, we just had um, five plus inches of snow um, right. <laughs> that, that fell on Thursday. So everything's covered in white right now. It feels more like winter than fall. But um, but yeah, I like to write. We go for the weekends um, after we're done with work. We we head out to the Poconos. It's about 90 minutes from my house. So we drive there and spend the weekends there. Um, unfortunately, we just closed up because it's a three season cabin. So we can't go in the winter. Um, so I'm I'm missing it already. But mm. um, so when, when I can't write there, I write at home. Uh, but it, there is a really peaceful place in the Poconos at our cabin. It's just really peaceful there and no distractions from home. It's just us and nature and we take our dogs along. It's really nice, so. It's a nice writing environment. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit, Keeper, Keeper of the Watch, is that based on um, a true story? Is it entirely fictional? What was the inspiration behind Keeper of the Watch? Um, the inspiration um, came after my dad passed away um, four years ago now. Um, he passed away unexpectedly. Uh, it was quite the shock for our entire family, and we all had a hard time adjusting to that. Um, but my dad always wore a watch, always needed to know what time it was. And I, I'm the same way. I always need to know. Now, nowadays, we have phones, so we don't always have to wear a watch. Um, so we always know what time it is. But, but he went, after he passed away, um, I asked my mom for one of his watches, just because that was the one thing I wanted to have of his, because we had that in common. Um, and after that, I just one night looking at the watch, just thought, wouldn't it be cool to write a story about a watch that had some kind of powers? Um, and this, in, in this case, the power to travel to different worlds. Um, and I knew, knew that my, my dad loved science fiction things and I knew he would have loved that. So I just one day just decided to start writing. Um, but my dad was really the inspiration for the story. Mm, I, I love that part of the story too. And let me ask you a question. So it's a YA. So what ages mm -hmm. would you say that it's geared toward? And is there violence, sexual content, language, all that in there? Or, you know, give us a little bit of information about that. Um, I would say 12 and up um, okay. would be, be okay with it. We have, there is some violence in the battle scenes with um, the hunters um, there's a love story, but it's a very mild love story. So it would be okay for the younger okay. kids. <laughs> well, I just want to clarify yeah. that for right. any, no, parent, yeah. 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 any parents who might be watching, considering, you know, we're talking about Christmas is coming. It could be a good yes. gift. I know I'm going to yeah. buy the book for my girls. Cause I think both of them would be very interested in it. And, uh, my oldest, who's a, who is a writer also, she has nothing published it, but she writes music as well as stories, but she has got a story she's been working on since she was in middle school bless her heart on about a pocket watch so oh. when you're talking about it it reminds me of that and yes. so I, I think she'd really like your book yeah yeah, yeah. If, if she's okay with a little bit of violence and battle scenes there are some weapons oh, wow. um then she would 
she yeah. would love it. Yeah. We go, we, when you go to the Avenger movies, you can handle just about anything. Oh, yeah. Because it's oh, just... Yeah, yeah, she'll be it's fine. About, yeah. It's about two hours of blood and gore and battling. I mean, I it's such a you know for me doing like doing a binge with them on the Avenger stuff. I mean, I love all that stuff, but there's a point I go, okay, I I need a break. I have been on an adrenaline rush for a couple hours now, and I I just need to go sit down for a minute. Okay, just like not watch anything like this. So, but they can handle. So, it. yeah. So basically. The the book really is a celebration, it's, which seems to me more like a celebration of your father's life. Um, because one of the questions I like to ask authors is whether they find um, writing is like a mind dump um, and and whether it feels uh, you almost feel like it's it's therapeutic in some sense. So I'm keen to ask you, since since the story was inspired by your dad, do you feel like it was almost therapeutic in some way to to write about something that's based um, on something that's so intimate and personal and reflective of who your father was? Yes, definitely. Um, I almost feel like his he was with me while I was writing it. Um, and, and it gave me a focus so that I wasn't just focusing on being sad that he was gone. Um, it gave me something to focus on, as writing always does. Writing has is just a, a, a great outlet for me. Um, so yes, I de definitely feel like he was with me when I was writing it. Um, and it did help get through that time for sure. Do you have anything hidden in the book that um, a general that your general audience may not notice about you or your dad um, mm -hmm. that only say your mom or your your family would recognize? <laughs> yeah, um, there are some little things hidden throughout the book. Um, one of them um, in some memories of when Chase is remembering his Uncle Charlie um, and how his Uncle Charlie used to like to tell jokes, but would laugh so hard through the joke that you almost didn't get to the punchline, but you'd have to laugh along with him just because he was laughing, even th though you didn't know why it was funny. <laughs> and my dad was kind of like that if he told a joke, um, he would laugh his way through it and I can hear his chuckle just as plain as day. Um, and the other thing my dad really liked was constellations looking at the stars. Um, he always would point out Orion's belt. And in the story, I have lots of references to constellations and the stars. Um, I took a lot of the names from the stars. So um, yeah, th that's definitely woven throughout as well. And and your mom, did your mom, I mean, how did your mom feel about um, the book and the fact that it's based on your father's life? Um, did she, was she supportive of, of, of you writing the story? Absolutely. She's always supportive of no matter what I do. Um, but yes, she, she loves, in the beginning of the book, I, and in my dedication, I dedicate the book to him. Um, and she, she really enjoyed that yes that's fantastic so you basically had all-round family support and your your husband and your children were they involved are they involved in the writing process at all or <laughs> did they kind of feel well that's mom's thing you know i'm not it's not my thing it's mm -hmm. 
<laughs> well, it's mom's thing, but I draw them into it anyway. Um, my husband has been a huge help. He alpha reads and reads as I'm writing. Um, and so I'll pick his brain during the writing process and ask opinions, wait for him to read the section, and then we'll go over it together. Um, so he's been so helpful in this whole writing journey. And he's come up with some great ideas that I've put in the book. Um, you know, the the name of the hunters being the Orion last name as the same as the Orion's belt constellation. Mm. He came up with that and he came up with the flag mm. for dimension seven. Um, so he's definitely my biggest fan, my biggest supporter. Um, I don't know how he puts up with, with me with a laptop in front of my face all the time, <laughs> but he does, he does because he knows that's what I want to do. So, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's been great having such support and, and my sons, you know, my one son is a mechanic. So when I think anything that has to do with cars, I'll ask him opinions about that. My other son I've asked, I kind of based Chase's character off a combination of both of my sons. So, um, yeah, I asked them both for um, advice and information with gaming and all of that, you know, stuff that I might not know all about. <laughs> right. That's so great that you have all that motive. You know, you just have all that support. It does mm -hmm. make all the difference in the world to have that support. Definitely. Um, yeah, it just changes the whole energy of what you're writing, you know, as mm -hmm. opposed to somebody who's really struggling and has no support. Because we all want to feel loved and supported at the mm -hmm. base of everything, you know, and, and heard. So, yes. um, okay, so you're, you're finishing up your second book. Um, and are you going to submit to uh, Black Rose? Yes, as soon as I finish. I want to finish first and do a little bit of editing. And then once that's all done, it's not going as quickly as I wanted it to. I thought thought I might be finished by the end of October. But mm -hmm. so many things pop up and with working full time and, you know, writing on, on the weekends and sometimes in the evenings if I'm not too tired. Right. <laughs> it takes a little bit longer than than. Uh, someone who doesn't write might realize. <laughs> right. But you know what I find also difficult is because um, I'm in the process of doing that right now myself. I, I'm I'm working on a book and it, it's like uh, when I'm doing it, I'm in the groove of, mm -hmm. of everything and it's flowing. And then I have to stop because I have to go pick up kids and, right. and then trying to get back to that groove and that whole mindset. Then you have to go back and reread everything and go, okay, Absolutely. where was I? What was I thinking? What was my point? And it does make it quite challenging as opposed to having, you know, a day where you've got, well, uh, 10 hours of writing or five hours or four hours or even three hours. It, it mm -hmm. does create, it does create challenges for those of us who are not full time. We could just sit down and blow it out, you right. know? Right. So, um, and yeah. then sometimes I'm too tired in the morning to get up at four or five and write because I'm, I'm just still recuperating from the day before, you know, right. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it, it is challenging to figure that out. It, I, what I've done is become a, well, I think a more efficient writer. And I just say that because I only have this much time. I got to get it in, you know, I don't know if yeah. it's all good, but at least it's efficient in the way of, okay, I've got to, you know, I've just got to make myself do it instead of being wandering off. And then you're distracted by your phone. You got to turn all that stuff off. Right. You know, right. you really do. So you can yeah. focus, but that's uh, the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. so tell me where can people find your book? They can find it on Amazon. It's available in audiobook 
paperback and ebook. Um, I'm actually doing an ebook giveaway right now for thanks Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is coming up for anybody in the United States um, this coming Thursday, the 22nd. Um, and so all this week I'm running an ebook giveaway. I'm giving away two free ebooks um, on Facebook. And that's at my Facebook author page um, at Kristen Jackson Author. So I'm doing that right now. Um, you can also find the book on Barnes and Noble at walmart.com, um, Indie Reader, anywhere just about that books are sold. So are you on, I think I asked you this before, are you on BookBub and Goodreads as well? I am on Goodreads, but not BookBub. Okay. All right. Yeah. And Amazon, are you on Amazon? Yes. 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 And did you say Black Rose Writing? Too? I did not. Yes, you're oh, right. Black you Rose go. Writing, the publisher. Yes. At, yes. Also at blackrosewriting.com. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I yes. can't forget, forget about them. that. <laughs> no. No. no, very important. <laughs> yes, they're very, very important. They are. Yes. So can you give us a little, oh, I know, Brigetti wanted to see if you would um, read uh, a paragraph or two, something that's from sure. your favorite part of the book. We'd love for you to read. Okay. Well, I do happen to have it right here. <laughs> All right. How many words is it, by the way? Um, it is about 65,000 words. So okay. it's, it's a little bit short. It's it's about 206 pages. <laughs> I, I laugh. <laughs> it's a little short. To me, reading, <laughs> to me, that's like, I mean, my children's books are like 24 at the most, right? So I'm like, that's ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And we've spoken before. I have a children's picture book that's also coming out in spring of 2019. So, yes. so Mary pages? and I have that in common. Yeah. Plus we're both Jacksons. There's got to yeah. be a relation somewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, so what is, how, how, how long is the children's book? How many pages? 32. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. for you. Okay. Yes. Nice. Read on. We're excited. We want to hear. All right. I'm going to start right, right from chapter one. Um, that's kind of where you, where Chase meet, finds the watch and you get drawn into the whole story that way. So, so chapter one, the first time Chase saw the watch, he thought it was junk, just an old broken thing to be tossed aside. With all the recent advances, advances in technology, he had no need for an outdated watch like this one. As he continued sorting through his recently departed Uncle Charlie's belongings, he dismissed the wristwatch, having every intention of throwing it away. While preparing to leave, Chase reached a hand toward the old timepiece and a sudden electrical charge filled the air. The entire room seemed to sizzle and shake as if an earthquake had struck, and he grabbed onto his uncle's desk chair as the air around him hummed with an unknown power. When his fingers made contact with the watch, a jolt traveled from his fingertips to his toes, making the hair on his arms and, and legs stand on end. His blood came alive inside his body, pulsing, writhing, wanting, and he felt a powerful magnetic pull toward the watch. So I won't continue there, but that's how it starts. Oh, and that's how okay. he comes in contact with the watch. So it does pull you in Fantastic. right away. And that's what yeah. you got to do. You got to pull people in <laughs> right away. You right know, into the uh, action. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, on that note for writers, it is so much more challenging for us because of everything out there kids are being becoming so desensitized to things that you have to you have to put so much more into something in order to really grasp someone and and that's right. really hard you know because um 
my friend Thornton and I have been working on something, but in, it's much more innocent and it's intended to be that way. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's sad because it just doesn't seem like that grasp people anymore. Everybody wants an adrenaline rush. Everybody's That's a junkie, true. you know? And it's yeah. like, we, we need to go back to some more, some of those just more basic, just calm, just, you know? Yeah. I mean, you and I grew up with Mr. Rogers, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, that can't, that can't keep any kid's attention anymore, unfortunately. And he I was think, a great guy, you know, and now was. you go, you know, I, and I think you're right. So way of, I know way of the world these days <laughs> and, and to find a publisher. I mean, you're, you got to put it on the paper. It's got to be like, it's got to be grabbing, you know? Right. Yeah. Some people may not know we begin with a query letter. And if your right. query, query letter is not written just right to grab the agent or publisher's attention, then you don't get it, get any further than that. They won't even read the book if right. your query letter doesn't grab them. So right. yeah, it's a tricky business for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Well, we want to say thank you very much, Kristen. Uh, we'd be glad to have had you on the show today and glad to hear a little bit of your backstory. And um, hopefully sometime in the future when you've got your second book nearly done, we'd love to have you back on the show again and hear how, how that went. And um, and I also want to point out to anyone watching the show that I had a look at a number of the reviews on your book and the reviews have been absolutely Awesome. So if you're out there, if you're watching the show, go and find this book. The reviews so far have been absolutely phenomenal. Kristen, thank you so much for being an awesome guest on the show. And we look forward to welcome you back again. Don't go anywhere. Mary and I are going to chat with you just a little bit after this, but we're just going to end off the okay. show quickly. So don't go anywhere. We'll okay. drop you down into the green room and, right. um, and stay there a second, okay? Thanks so much for having me. Mm, Thanks, Kristen. Thanks for being so cooperative. (laughs) Well, Mary, that was another phenomenal show. And um, yes, yes, it just gets better and better. And we get to meet so many fantastic authors um, on the show. And I cannot wait for the next episode. So I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Thanks for watching the show. Thanks for live and the replay viewers. And uh, Mary and I look forward to seeing you on the next one. Yeah, that's coming so up me, Tuesday. In Cape Town? Yes. Yeah, it's coming up Tuesday, um, November. Is that the 19th? Is it the ni- 19th, I think? Um, I think it's the, 20th, the, ni- the 20th. I don't have yes. my calendar in front of me. So we have Art Cost- <laughs> we have Art Costello coming up um, on that day at 10 a.m. Central. It will be 6 p.m. where you are. And as you were getting me to say, from Cape Town, South Africa. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But um, yeah, so it'll be 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern, and um, 8 a.m. Pacific Mountain Time. So, or Pacific Time. So we hope you guys will join us back on Tuesday, right? Absolutely. So thanks thanks for watching, everyone. So from me in Cape Town, Brigitte Lambanda, bye for now. And bye from Mary E. Jackson in the middle of the United States. Bye-bye.